Welcome back to the shit, everybody. We have extra special guests from the far dark side of the country. Montreal, not Jesse of Montreal, regular listener, contributor Jesse, regular listener, and sometime contributor Haley and Ron of Montreal are here in the shed, live and in person after a grueling cross-country voyage yesterday. We're going to talk to them about a whole range of stuff. So all you people thinking about emigrating to that almost country on the other side of our country, you know, listen up because it's going to be coming at you. You guys ready? Ready. It's going to be horizon expanding. Ron, Hale, you guys ready? Ready. Ready. Okay, good. Uh, if I could, I want to know, uh, Ron, uh, where did you grow up? I, me, I grew up in Montreal. Oh, you did? I was born did. and raised in Montreal. My parents are from the Philippines, but um, I grew up in Montreal, and now we recently moved to Brassard, which is sort of like, what's the equivalent of Brassard in Vancouver? Um, Surrey. Oh, I was uh, just going to say No, say it Surrey. can't be that bad. <laughs> Fraser Valley. <laughs> we're, we're literally 10 minutes away from downtown. Okay. It's okay. like Surrey. Surrey's not that bad. Do you speak it French? We, we uh, have to. Mais bon Dieu. Yeah. Ron is very fluent, and you will notice he's also very fluent in Anglais. He doesn't have uh, any kind of a no. French hint in his Anglais. No, he does not. Apparently, <laughs> Haley, I do, certain times. Sometimes, oh. yeah. That's and she'll point it out. It's probably about the same as Jesse of Montreal. You know how some of his every now and then he says a couple of words where you can see that he's been speaking primarily French for the last X two right. years. Yeah, uh, but not not much. It's just little things. Did you grow up in the French neighborhood? Yeah, I would say yeah, predominantly French. We weren't part of the yeah. We didn't grow up in the the Anglophone side. The Anglophone side is on it's a side called the West Island. That's more Anglophone. I uh, grew up in a place called uh, Ville-Saint-Laurent, and that uh, primarily French. I went to a French elementary and then switched to a bilingual elementary for my last two years, and then bilingual all the way up to uh, secondary and CJEP. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> kind of have to over there. Your day-to-day business correspondence is primarily done in French, is it, or is it not? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. I switch back and forth. When I, when I speak to... Did uh, you get arrested for stuff like that in <laughs> Quebec? If you do business in English, doesn't somebody come to your door and say, knock it off? Like, we do... Skinny. <laughs> we do what's called franglais. So it's French and English. Right. Yeah. It's like exactly. spa- Spanglish only. Duzembergs du- du- avec yeah. les works. Yeah. Duzembergs avec les works. Les works, yeah. Oof. Regard. Yeah. Hot dog. Hot dog. Reg- <laughs> regard toi. Wow. Yeah, for everyone who's wondering, that translation was Ville Saint Laurent, and <laughs> Cégep is college. Ah. See, this is what I mean uh, by pointing it out. Haley, how much French do you got? Uh, I have a little bit, because I'm currently taking a French class. Give us a taste. Absolutely yeah. not. Come on. Uh, and I went to French immersion elementary school, um, So, but we learned Parisian French as well as in high school. I took it instead of Spanish, but it's super gone, so I'm... I, my comprehension is pretty good, but I can't produce a lot. Did, do you remember him speaking French when you were little? Only that he is my whole life said merde every time something bothers him, and I never knew what it was till I was probably my 20s oh. when I figured oh. it out. Yeah, that's, that's a five-letter word that has like three syllables in it. Did you know that? Yeah. Merde. And uh, shout out to Dominique of Lyon for that <laughs> enunciation. Bonjour, Dominique. 
So now, what our thinking was here with you two exotic guests, kind of thought we would do a little contrast and compare with life here because we have an expert from both places. Haley's born and grew up here and Ron's born and grew up there. I thought we might gain useful insights into where we would all prefer to be. Excellent If ideas, only Kenny. we knew what they know. Yeah. Yes, and we're ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Probably food. Food is a thing I like. I like food. Oh. And you get food there and you get food here. May we? Love. So let's have a little go round with regard to where is the better food here or there. And please don't tell me, oh, it depends on what you like. I'm so sorry, you don't want them to totally tell the truth does. is what you're saying. Uh, no, I want you them to tell the truth. You want it to be truth. controversial somehow. But I want there to be some kind of quality, like for instance, yes, if I liked hot dogs as my exclusive, I do like hot dogs, but as my exclusive diet, probably better to eat those in Montreal based on what Jesse's told us. It sounds like they just knocked. That's one guy's <laughs> opinion, Skinny. Sorry. Uh, I see. You're Bless ready. you. Okay, let's start, start over. over. <laughs> oh yeah, that's completely... Like right from the top. <laughs> but anyways, food. Where's better food in you guys' opinion? And you may say, depends on what you like. I say Vancouver, and but I have reasons. And I think that you do need to be specific about what kind, because it does make a big difference. Okay, what are your reasons? Reasons are the kind of food I prefer. Yeah. So I prefer Asian food, and it's better in BC, and I think Ron would agree with me. 100%. And I don't... Uh, I eat plant-based, so the French and probably the Italian food is better in Montreal, the but European, yeah. that would mean that I can eat, like, one thing on the whole menu, if that. So that wouldn't be what I would look for anyway. So is a plant-based plant based range better here than there? 100%. Oh, okay. And I, I do hear you on Asian, too. Like, Asian food here is great, and I really enjoy it, and I believe I've heard you talk over the time about how it's hard to find a good place. Well, so do you want to go first about the Montreal side? Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of, like Ailey said, European food, French, Italian. Uh, We have a lot of diners too, which I think that you guys can appreciate. Uh Some old school sort of just smoked sandwich, uh, hot dog, uh, burger on the grill type diners that have been there forever. So those are really cool. We haven't, visited those ones because like Haley said it's limited but yeah it really depends on what you prefer personally i like asian food more and that's why i will side with vancouver in terms of food it's one for vancouver yeah go vancouver i right. had the best wings ever in montreal many moons ago well the best Where? bagels i ever tasted came from on montreal. rue saint-denis yes i, I don't know saint-denis one of our faves oh there you yeah. go yeah but which restaurant though? Because there's uh, so many, yeah. so many. Wow. But we have a lot more restaurants over there. Like I, I told you mm. this morning, you yeah. could go to one different restaurant every single day for three years. If you live just oh. in the downtown area, if you live you in say. Montreal, yeah, yeah, we an older more. city, right? Just yeah. we have more restaurants yeah. per capita than New York, apparently. Wow, which is surprising. So food definitely. Runs, that means they have more well-off people per capita. So I was going to say, like, not that I'm an authority, but there are really big demographic differences. Oh. So if you're talking about, like, okay, I prefer Asian food. So we have primarily Chinese people here. So Chinese food is better here. And Vietnamese food is better here. Thai food is better here. We have different types of Chinese food here, too. So we can you can have... 
like Hainan, you can have Sichuan, you can have Cantonese, like dim sum. Um, whereas there, if you go to an Asian restaurant, almost all of them just blend all of it together. Mm. So you can get um, pad thai at the same place you can get right. um, pho at the same place you mm. can get dim sum. Like it's so, and it's really not good quality. Tiramis. And uh, kind of inversely, like in Montreal, they have a much larger Jewish population. So their delicatessens right. and their smoked meats and their bagels are better. Right. Um, and they have a large. Um, Caribbean. They have a large, like, immigrant population from former and current French colonies, too. So, like, they have a lot of, like, Haitian food and Creole food and, um, like, island stuff. And then they. uh, Vietnamese. They have Vietnamese. Their Vietnamese is probably the more decent of the Asian options there. Yeah. Yeah. Over here, we do have, like, I get castigated constantly for ordering non Sichuan food in a Sichuan restaurant, which is an indication that we're kind of spoiled, right? Like, if you want to eat non-Szechuan, go to a non-Szechuan restaurant. Don't order that in here. Whereas there, mother of necessity, you just order what's on the menu because there's no point looking for a restaurant that specializes in Hainan. There's probably one in the whole city, you know? Yeah, I mean, their Chinese food's pretty dismal. Like, it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's really, really bad. bad. Like, well, the gloves are off now. It's just, it's I just... I won't even try to... It's terrible. I mean, it's like, it's, I think what most probably most North American people think is Chinese food. It's like... Oh, so it's Western style. It's not a Westernized, like, or, you know, um, general sow's chicken or whatever. So so, uh, the Chinese population in Montreal is fairly small. Relative to here, here, yeah. And I guess the big railway building thing wasn't... Well, for one thing, probably the first railways in the country were built in Montreal and Toronto, so... yeah. That makes they sense. would have immigrated that the they would have imported labor way more for the westward push than they would have right. needed to do there. Right. right. So when the original railways would have been built just yeah. by locals. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Europeans who Im- yeah. immigrated for that purpose, maybe. Yeah. They have more poutine over there. <laughs> but I mean and hey, like don't they the they just I don't know, it just depends on what you like. What's right? the appeal of poutine? Do you guys like it? Yeah, we love it. We love the poutine, okay. and sort of different bodegas. <laughs> Maybe I would like it. it if I had it over. Well, no, I did have it in Montreal once, but it was just at some. It depends where you. It depends where you go. Jeez, Richie. I didn't really get it, like the appeal. It's not like it could be much better or worse. It's just cheese curds and fries and gravy. Yeah, you know? and cheese so, curds are just so. kind of bland. There's not a lot fantastic. of nuance there. And those cheese curds, is it just like cottage cheese, like? Is that no. the end? No one knows what they're made of. It's <laughs> like, that's the they're, appeal. They're, they're like mozzarella. Cheese. They're curds. We yeah, call them that's what squeakers. cheese is. It's we curds squish, that are squish. compressed and aged, I think. That's a okay. Squish, squish. Nope. Can we call them like the, a, les squish squish? Aren't oh, curds squishers. the predecessor of cheese? I believe they are. Well, yes, I know that. That's why they call it cottage cheese. That's why they say curds and whey. Mm-hmm. So curds yeah. basically are cheese. Yeah, I get that. But they're just kind of bland. The They're like really, cheese. really low milk fat mozzarella. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they have very little taste or fat. Oh. They're fantastic, and you could find them anywhere. <laughs> Gas stations, dépanneurs, bodegas, anywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. not even refrigerated. It's like eating plastic <laughs> with fries. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Laced with vitamins. Skin, how do you feel about poutine? You're not I'm thinking. okay with it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, it's pretty good. I don't mind it. I have trouble getting behind the whole idea that it's like akin to religion. 
like you say, Kurds are not very exciting. I don't think of it as a Canadian thing. I think of it as a Quebec thing. A lot of people think it's a Canadian thing, though. I guess so. I, I was at 12 Kings the other day, and I ordered some food, and the guy, for some reason, he asked me if I like poutine, and yep. and I said, not really. And he said, well, we, he, said, he actually said, well, we can't be friends then. <laughs> it's a religion, yeah. Was that the upsell going to poutine? Did you order fries or something? Yeah, what for whatever. He was just asking me if I like poutine. But, does, you, does your McDonald's here have poutine? No. I don't no? think so, no. Wow. They they did try it for a little bit and then they they rolled it back because people weren't that interested. It was like a temporary thing they put on the menu yeah. a couple of years ago. I always thought that poutine was a Quebec thing. Um, I I did too, but it's I think been, people know that. Yeah. But now if you can expand and say like it's a Canadian thing, but I think most people know that it's mostly an Eastern Canadian thing and specifically a Quebec thing. And this is here in Vancouver is a well-known sort of target market. Mm-hmm. or test market, you know, so they would have tried it here. And after a couple of franchises got torched, they just gave it up. Back <laughs> <laughs> home in McDonald's, it's an upsell. <laughs> yeah, they actually, it is here too. If you just order fries here, a lot of places will say, would you like to have poutine? As if it's like super exciting or something. And uh, no, actually, and I don't want gravy either. So no, thank you. Huh. Okay, so one of my questions here was, tell us again how great BC is and how much Quebec sucks, but let's get to that later, because I feel that question wow. might not have been thought through very thoroughly. What, I'm, I'm, I'm actually confused as to where this is coming from. I, has he, oh, is he often no. like this? <laughs> it's just stirring the pot, of course. Oh, well, weird skin, weird. I thought I knew you. <laughs> it used to be about the music. <laughs> Okay, moving right along. Uh, so, French, you know, the language, the whole thing. Can we just go there and speak English? Yeah, you totally can. And I still have a good time and not get beaten up and yeah. stuff like that? If you're in Montreal, specifically, everyone there is bilingual. Like, everyone, especially if you work in a service role, like you're a customer-facing person, bilingual. So you don't have to worry about it. If you go outside of Montreal, you're going to have some more trouble. Yep. There's not only just fewer people are bilingual, but it's not an expectation or a requirement for people in service to be bilingual. And they also have a heavy accent outside of Montreal, in my experience, where I can understand people speaking French from Montreal way better than people from greater Quebec. Oh, that's interesting. They have like a, I guess, a country kind of like French accent. They have a Quebec accent. So it's, it's, it's harsher. So even if you do have French, if you don't have, if you got, say, Parisian French, like we were taught in school here. You'll be fine. Yep. Oh, you will. Okay. We, they have a large, like, people from France community there, too. Oh, I did but not know that. But nobody likes them, <laughs> apparently. No, not too, too, too much. Are they snobby? Yeah. <laughs> no, of course not. No, I mean the people from <laughs> France. Is that why they're disliked? <clears throat> He's Again, trying not to. No, of course not. <laughs> it's super easy to talk to people. As long as you just tell them that you're from out of town and you're trying to learn, they will be gracious towards you and they will even try to help you because they're proud of their language. They'll take the time to try to you know, communicate with you. And that's what I feel is your experience, no? Yeah, absolutely. People are super gracious. 
there's a really big sense of pride that people there have about the French language and preserving the French culture, which is understandable for a lot of reasons <laughs> um, that your listeners probably are aware of. But if you go outside of Montreal, different. If you're inside the city, people ex- have no real expectation unless, like Ron said, you're from there and you've chosen to stay in an Anglophone community and you, or it's like a rejection almost. Mm. Yeah. And I understand that, you know. That's got to be pretty rare, though, right? Mm-hmm. In the population, I've known. I've it's known not that people. common, no. in my like. And the people that say, "Oh, I just never learned French," it's they. They do know French. They just don't speak it that often, and they have like an English mm-hmm. accent. You know, like Ron's friends are all really Anglophone mostly. Yeah. But they do speak fluent French. They just don't use it because they don't really need to. Or they understand and they reply in English. Yeah, like it depends <laughs> if you can only tell. From someone's accent mostly so if they're if their household where they speak it at home is anglophone and then they speak french you can kind of tell yeah and but, vice versa but that last one i think that would bug me if you grew up there if you really are able to comprehend anything that anybody says to you at any speed in a given language it seems like you probably would be pretty readily able to speak it probably and that you're just choosing not to for but some I'm reason paying close attention to what you guys are saying. I assume it's not necessarily different in France because we're going, we're going to France in July. I think from what I understand from living in Montreal, that they are way less forgiving in France. If you don't speak French there or you don't try really hard, they will be full on rude to you and let you know that they don't accept it. But it's different, right? Like, I think in Quebec, because of the history in Canada, there's a lot of stuff built up there. And I think it's also a generational issue for that reason. So if you're talking to someone, say, in your guys' age group, they're going to probably be less compassionate about if you don't want to use the French that you have, even if it's a little, versus if you talk to someone in our age group where they just don't really care. Right. You know, like, I think it depends. Well, mind you, when we're in France, it's going to be, um, you know, largely tourist activities, going to museums. Griffin's going to be good with French, but Sue and I are using like apps to learn French. So we'll, we'll put in enough of, enough of an effort. I think people will not be rude to us. I think probably if it was me, I would do the same thing that I do in Montreal. Just learn in French. I'm from Vancouver or I'm from like Western Canada so that they know that you don't mean to be rude that you're not trying to speak French. Did Griff go to French Immersion? No, but he got top marks in French and he beat the French Immersion kids in, in Stop uh, it. contests. Yeah, and he had top marks in Spanish Does as he well. keep it up? Well, I mean, he when, when one of the, his things in Europe is to buy Harry Potter books in various languages. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Sue and I finally figured it out. Like, he reads them. He reads them in Latin. He reads them in all these languages. How does he do this? Oh, yeah, he knows every single paragraph in those books. So he already knows them. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that really enriches it. He gets to see them. He kind of figures words out. And Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's always been really good with languages. They always say immersion is the best. So yeah. Ron's always on me about just give it a go. And it's good to encourage people to do that. And I understand the reasons. Uh, but there's a time and a place. Like sometimes if you're at the gas station and the person there has a lineup behind you and you're trying to be cute and try on your French and it, they're not yeah. understanding what you're saying. And they're like, they're like, quoi, quoi. Like they just want you to get in and get, get out. To the point, yeah. Yeah, but like if you're... 
I guess in different situations, it is a good idea to just like embarrass yourself and just try to say stuff. We usually do it um, while grocery shopping. We'll go to a grocery store and then we'll be like, okay, as soon as we get in the door, French only between you and I. And yeah. we'd uh, oh. scream across the uh, the aisles <laughs> in broken French, and it doesn't matter. As long I'm as like, I, when we're in Walmart, I can only speak in French. That's the rule. It's when yeah. we're in Walmart, That's and great. I'm terrible, right? Like, I only I don't know how to do passé composé properly, so I do only like just present tense statements. <laughs> we have apples. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> like, it's not good. It's fantastic. Like I said, my issue is like my comprehension is pretty decent where when I'm listening to people talk, I kind of more or less know what they're saying, but I can't produce as much as I can comprehend <laughs> secret power. Hey, I did want to ask a question about like here in Vancouver, partly it's a climate issue, but there's a lot of cyclists on the roads here. Is cycling much of a thing there? Like I kind of think probably not because of climate, but what about it? Oh, yes. Definitely is, oh. especially in the downtown area. So we are what, maybe three times or four times bigger in terms of city than Vancouver. Mm -hmm. I'd say at least two or three. And we have what four times the population in the Something city. Like that. So the city has allotted a lot of space for cycling lanes. Oh. So we have a bunch of cyclists on the roads, especially in the summertime that you need to look out for because it's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. <laughs> for them or? For both, for both, oh. for, for them and, uh, well, I'm talking about like the motorcycle as well when you go around because they will zoom right past without any regard to traffic or anything. Ron That's calls, a different story. Ron calls it the European way. People over there are like very, they just do it, you know, like they don't care. There's not the kind of like social etiquette there that we have here, not in terms of that kind of thing. And I would say compared to Vancouver, there are far fewer cyclists and you can only cycle a few months of the year there. Yeah. But they have created bicycle lanes, like almost as many as we have in downtown Vancouver over there. And they have the scooters, I think. Didn't you have scooters for a while that you could rent, the city ones? Yeah, they tested it and then it failed. Yeah, th now they just have bicycles again. But everybody's got a bicycle hung on their balcony in Montreal. Like everybody, every single balcony has at least a couple of bicycles hung up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they just don't have the, the weather. I want to know where this machine came from. The cigarette machine? Yeah, that thing's amazing. That used to be in uh, Moby's ball hall there? No, it was a 776. Oh, yeah, yeah. But where did you pick it up from? Do you know? The Gyro Club. So it's vintage. It would have been... 1957, I think, is written inside it. Wow. Did you say 57? Yeah. Wow. We're looking at a 1957 cigarette machine, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I got it right around the time of 76, 77, when we were at 776. So the year that you were born, Dad. Yeah. And who is winning the battle of time? That's the big question. Yeah, isn't it? It's exactly what I thought. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, that thing seen on there. That's an Irish pound note that came back with me from Ireland Cute. when I was 21. I think that's where that came from, isn't it? See, si, senor. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. And we got some Marmite. Yeah, I never tried Marmite. You haven't, eh? Oh, it's really good. Well, I mean, people say that it's wow. either you love it or hate it, right? Yeah, that's exactly. I it. love it. Hales Most people. Me to do you try. really? 
I like Vegemite and Marmite. Okay. I've never okay. tried either. I was going to say most people just say they hate it. <laughs> we dedicated uh, half of an episode to to trying Marmite. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, was the census? It was pretty fun, actually. I could not stand it. And, yeah, uh, the other nice. guys were not quite as vehement as me, I don't think. Yeah, it was not a hit. How do you describe it? I guess it's similar to like miso, only think about it as more funky, like way funkier. Like natto? No, not like natto in texture or in taste. I don't know. It's like if you caramelized miso and then you let it rot outside. <laughs> way to sell it, hun. <laughs> but it's really good. Like if you like fermented foods, okay? My basic thought on Marmite was it's just mega salty. Like it was salty cubed. You know what I mean? It was just... Your whole head just wanted to pucker. It's really good if you if the toast is hot and you melt butter or margarine underneath, Mm. then you put it on. Like don't put it cold on cold. We put it it breaks it. We totally did that. We put it on like steel. It was great. So toast and marmite on toast is good. Really good. Yeah. Very very thinly spread. Very thin. Like scrape it, and if there's melted butter or margarine, you can take it home with you, Rich, if you want to. Please help (laughs) yourself. We should maybe try it again. We might have to revisit. We might have to. We could be converts. When the the cameras are here. When the cameras. Yeah. 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 Add century egg to that, and add um, balot. Oh no! I'm not going to do. What's that? Mm -mm. It's a uh, a duck fetus. Right. It's a duck egg that's just about to hatch, only you mm. eat it just before it gets yeah. a chance to but hatch. But the baby is just oh, developed enough on, that people. you can eat the bones. Oh. Yeah. Right. It has is, a beak and stuff. Is there yeah. almost starting to be some feathers? Oh, there are feathers, yeah. There are yeah. Nice. Nice. And some people prefer to let it be more developed. Some people prefer it to be less developed. It just depends how crunchy you Ooh, want it to where, be. Where do you get these? The Philippines. Philippines. Oh, even I sell it on the side of the road with peanuts. Oh, they used to have it when Survivor used (laughs) to have. Yeah, yeah, it was on some eating things. And and on that whatever that thing was that Joe Rogan used to host, where they always fear factor. Fear factor used to have bulat on it all the time. That That and Madagascar hissing beetles. Although we have eaten crickets here in the shed. But mm-hmm. that was, those are tasty. They're like um, they were sunflower candy. seeds. Yeah, they oh. were just candy. It tastes like nothing. But the formed duck, oh, that's yeah. just, I just can't get by that in my head. Now, listen. He's moving on. Yeah, because, you know, we can only. So I wrote on here a question that said, is it true what I've heard that the city of Montreal excels at snow removal? At the expense of like every other municipal function, say for instance, garbage and recycling pickup, uh, park maintenance. But what about that whole thing? Are they like we know they're gods at snow removal? If you're wondering where a double tax goes, that's where it is. So is that yes? They don't do anything else well. No, that's for sure. Um, but yes, we are really efficient with snow removal, and it's it's fun to see. One time when I came, when there was snow unprecedented, I like. It just stayed there for a couple of days and just basically no one could move around. And it was oh, really, yeah. really... Yes, it has to It has to naturally fade away. Can't yeah, be exactly. removed. No, I came, I, 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 came um, I think it was January and there was snow. And two weeks later, I came in and the snow was still there. And I was so surprised that no one <laughs> had moved it. And also, apparently over here, if you dig out your parking spot and somebody else comes and take your spot... That's a faux pas? Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, trouble. my goodness. That's, that's... that's a testament to the strength of gun law in this country that more people will get shot over that kind of thing. Really? As someone who has shoveled out spaces any number of times, I can't tell you how wound up I've been about the prospect of somebody stealing my labor. 
But you won't actually put out cones or chairs. No, I won't. I won't go that far because I know that I'm being foolish. He feels equally strongly about the other side of things. Yes. He can't stand it when people puts out cones. I, I really can't. And I, I refuse to be that guy. Those two are inconsistent. Yes, they are. I told you. I, I'm aware that I'm being foolish, but I, I just spent an hour shoveling out those two spaces and then some person who has not spent five minutes shoveling anything just nips right in the roof roof. oh look a space isn't that fun yeah it didn't just appear out of thin air dude no back in montreal they wait for you to finish shoveling and then they'll take your spot yeah (laughs) they sit there with their blinker on yep they do i'm not even joking in certain areas like the plateau the streets are very narrow and uh parking's limited they will wait until you finish and they'll take your spot and vice versa you don't want to keep looking around for uh for a spot because you don't want to take somebody else's so speaking for yourself ron (laughs) if you were just completing shoveling out your space and someone did that what would you do i was on both ends i was waiting for a spot and someone was waiting for me i've done yeah yeah but was you taking theirs a vengeance move or what no not at all it's just it we all know we're all in the same struggle. We all have to dig out the snow, and we all understand that parking is limited. So first come, first serve. You guys are insane. I, I don't know how that doesn't result in a lot more charges. Nope. Fisticuffs. Yep, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. I'd go nuts. Imagine that, somebody just sitting there while you finish <laughs> doing the work. <laughs> yep. All right, all right, all right. We could talk about the weather I don't think that's going to be very fruitful. The weather here has to be better. It just has to be. Again, I mean, it's probably fair to say it depends on what you like. If you like four distinct seasons, then Montreal's certainly better. If you like not having to shovel out a car spot only to have someone steal it, Vancouver's better. If you're interested in heat domes. Well, listen, I don't think summer's any picnic in Montreal either in terms of heat. Uh, right. It's extremely humid yeah. over there. It's The humidity is the biggest difference if you talk about weather in general. Mm-hmm. So their cold air slaps, whereas here it's just cold. <laughs> and in the summertime, it's like you're suffocating, whereas yeah. here it's just dry heat, sort of. Mostly. You know? So, relatively, yeah. Relative yeah, yeah. to there, yeah. <laughs> How is... The comparison on housing, like, is it cost here? I mean, you just, you can't get a place to live, basically. So what about there? No, Hills knows the contrast. It's it's quite the disparity in terms of cost of living for a single family home or even a condo downtown. It's almost what? Okay, so you can buy a condo downtown in Montreal for as little as $250,000, like brand new. Wow. Not on the ground floor. Brand new? Wow. This is a studio, but yeah. But I mean, the price per square oh, foot is you, just insanely lower you, for really good I don't even think really you can build location. for that kind of money. <laughs> okay, so if you're looking at brand new construction here, it's like, what is it, average a 1000 to $1,300 a square foot okay. in anywhere. <laughs> and for new, right? But like, it's just not the same there. Yes, the prices are increasing. And since COVID started to now price per square foot has gone up a lot in Montreal. Like the market has changed pretty drastically in the last two years, but it's still, it's way more affordable, way more. And the, the barrier for entry is the same as here. So if you have money, you have money, you know, and it's cheaper to live there. Their tax is higher, but they also have more provincial social programs and their subsidies and stuff are way better over there in a lot of ways. So 
like childcare, for example, their government covers a lot of childhood stuff. If you're a parent, you get a certain amount from the government, just period, and then they subsidize um, daycare, and their daycare facilities are very available, and they are cheap, super cheap. Ron, how much do you pay for daycare for Hayden every month? It's $8 a day. $8.50 wow. a day. Whoa. Yeah, and this is not someone's basement with an old lady at the corner of the street <laughs> like we all did. This is a full-on galerie. Like, it's like a full-on building that's just for kids ages 0 to 5. Wow. And each child has... There's an, one educator per, like, what, three or five children? Yeah, well, depending on the age of the, the children, uh, I think it's... Um, Right now, it's one per, uh, one per eight or nine in Hayden's class. Yeah. So they get a lot of attention, and Ron gets updated every day on his son's like daily activities. Like he gets an update at the end of the day about how many hours he slept, if he pooped, if he ate well, if he was social, if he shared properly. They have parent-teacher conferences, and his son is not even four years old. So we don't have that level of engagement with our educators in elementary school even here. It's it's drastically different. It makes us look terrible. Honestly. I haven't gone past eight and a half bucks a day. It, it's I mean, when you were three years old, it was way more expensive yeah. than that, and that yeah. was not last year. Like holy dine of that. And shit. they they don't believe like they don't have devices at these daycares either. There aren't televisions or movies. It is activities all day long where they are socialized and engaged and learning. They they work on things like tool utilization and their social like interpersonal skills, their language acquisition. It's crazy. That is crazy. So that's interesting because I mean, I've been kidding a lot this afternoon about, you know, all of it. I didn't have it in my head that the pro- Quebec provincial government was sort of so, I guess, socially progressive, you'd call that? I don't... In some ways, though, that's a thing. Like, there's such harsh contrasts. Um, back to what we were talking about earlier, where there are more plant-based options over there. Yeah. Or here, I should say, yeah. is because here people are in general way more health and activity conscious. Like, there way more people are just living, like, the European lifestyle, as, as Ron likes to so say. So they smoke? Is that what Everybody you mean? smokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone is an artist. Um, there's a really like, what is it? Laissez-faire. Yeah. yeah. Kind of an attitude to things. No one uses a blinker to change lanes. No one stops at stop signs. The mafia controls everything. Um, you know, pedestrians are on their own there as well. Aren't yeah. They? yeah. People actually cross country ski to and from work there. Um, people spend all their time when the weather allows in populating occupying green spaces okay but there's all this right right how's the life expectancy well that's a good question it's probably just as good i'll bet yeah i would say so and it's kind of like in isn't it true that in europe like in france in particular people eat a whole ton of carbs they don't have great diets and they kind of are not overweight compared to north americans i think that's for some different reasons but yes people say that I think that's a deeper issue, but like in, in the diff, the, the big thing here is there is a lot about Montreal that is really fantastically better and vice versa. So 
I don't know if it's as simple as it depends on what your lifestyle's like and what you care about, you know, because it kind of gets a little bit more complicated. I love both cities. I'm highly biased, but and I would still choose Vancouver even if I was from there, probably. But and that is a lot about my lifestyle. But I think it's a little bit more complex than that. Yeah, how they take care of the arts in Quebec compared to... People are so expressive over there. Um, Everything's covered in graffiti, and there isn't a social issue with that, really, for the most part. Um, There's just art everywhere. People are lying on the grass all over the city if it's sunny outside. People are out on their balconies no matter what. And here, where we have so much access to that green space and to outdoor activities, and people don't utilize it even close to how they do over there. People are just there to live and enrich their lives and eat and party (laughs) and have a good time and express themselves. And young people are extremely powerful over there. They're not so much over here. I feel like this is maybe my opinion, but like the nightlife there is also way, way better. So if you're someone that likes to club and likes to go to restaurants and likes to bar hop and likes music and likes live shows and likes art exhibitions, that's the place you want to be versus here. You know, well, that's well, interesting. I think this it is comes my opinion. from the pre-K education. Well, yeah, the youth are smarter and more into what's going on in the world. It's because they, they've had that exposure that yeah. early in life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. One feeds another, I guess. This is just my like kind of summary of my experience, but I'm not anybody. What do you think, Ron? Do you well, think that I'm being fair? Well, you you know the the differences between Vancouver and Montreal, so. I think that comparing gives you a, a big advantage in sort of knowing the differences, I guess. I don't know. I don't so know. So I'm right. You heard it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, just on one of those things you mentioned, I know on a lot of the walks that Sue and I go on, we'll be at like West Side Vancouver, we'll see some pretty amazing porches and like great outdoor spaces. Always empty. Crickets. Yeah. Always completely and there, empty. Beautiful. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, you don't haul out a terrace space to eat outside the restaurant soon enough, and people are just going to start eating on the sidewalk. Yeah. And playing. they play instruments. Um, they, you know, chat with passersby. Like, people are, there's more of, like, a rich social fabric there almost. And also, they have a way, way more ethnic diversity, too. So here you might there might be like three major visible groups of people and there people are from everywhere and nobody really cares. The expectation is that you're going to be from someplace in the world and who knows and who cares. People are it's a very eclectic city, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, Hayden's birthday at the park. Hayden's birthday. So this is the thing is I'm always kind of uh, sad to come here and see that our parks are like there's maybe people sitting on benches. But there it's like the people are sitting in trees and sitting on the grass and sitting on the sand like they don't care. And every weekend people are out with tam tams at the parks and they're in big bongo drum groups and people have giant cookouts. Now, there are bylaw differences, too, that affect this. But there are people like will take their whole families out in Montreal and have giant barbecues in the park and they'll blast their whatever cultural music that they're listening to. So there'll be like a Mexican family of like 35 people and then there'll be a Haitian family of like 40 people. And like that's the way it is there, especially in the summertime. The city really like pops that way hmm. whereas we Very just cool. don't do that stuff so this much. is really messing like i came in here were you hoping heavily promoting a pro vancouver <laughs> stance this is really messing with my whole this is what you were going for well actually it wasn't what i was going for but i'm really glad to hear it because it sounds great yeah, actually yeah, yeah. it sounds great i didn't know i really didn't know this stuff about 
Montreal. Well, I mean, like, look, we could go on and on and on about Vancouver. I think a lot of your listeners probably already know about BC. Yeah. And the, the benefits of being here and the differences. But there's a lot to be said for Montreal. Sounds like, yeah. If you're coming to visit, definitely come in the summertime. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful mm. place. Um, and not just because of the things I described, but the architecture. So I'm a big geek for that stuff because here... The things that are old here are like maybe a hundred years old, and the things that yeah. are old there are like three, four hundred years old yeah. plus. Mm-hmm. Especially in Quebec City, like you probably know, RJ. Like it's, it's crazy, and it's normal, and people are super used to it. They they preserve the facades of buildings that are like a Catholic church from fifteen hundred there, and it, and here it's like we're trying to collect reused brick pieces, <laughs> yeah. for, you know, <laughs> to make future walls like. It's just wild. Yeah, there's not much old here. You yeah. You can't get much old. Yeah. And even, I bet you even Toronto, relatively speaking to that, is not, you can't get much there either. Yeah, they have a couple of like Catholic churches here and there in the city, but for the most part, it's like a glass high-rise city but too. Montreal's pretty much ground zero for Canada though. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Like you think about North Road in New Westminster, that's our like oldest place in yeah. the lower mainland, right? And it's just over a hundred years old. Oh, that's, geez, well done. Well done. No, I just don't want it to be, you know, like it's black and white or that, you know, just because I'm from here that I would absolutely just dog Montreal. That's not the case at all. Well, that's what I was going for, but you let me down again. So I... <laughs> I mean, I thought Ron was going to fight me about stuff, but... Well, he did a he little. Didn't, so... I'm highly biased. That's why I don't know. I don't know Vancouver as much as you know Montreal. You can't get a proper soup dumpling over there, though, to save your life. Like if you care about Asian food, just don't bother. Really yeah. don't. And the poutine won't make it worth your while. No. It's just fries and cheese. It's gross. <laughs> the sushi too. If you care about food in general, just okay. stay here. Asian food, right? There's a difference. <laughs> that took a turn. All no, of a I'm a big fan of deli foods. Smoked meats bagel all that stuff the bagels the saint Viator bagels so how i wonder how the new york city people feel about montreal bagels is there a thing it's, there? A, yeah, it's a, a beef it's a beef yeah montreal bagels are way better hands down yeah but the new yorkers wouldn't say that right no. well What's they're wrong <laughs> but yeah objectively speaking they're wrong <laughs> they're fully wrong full stop wrong. Well, I, I haven't had new york bagels but the montreal bagels honestly like it was just a revelation I was so surprised at the difference. You know, bagels are bagels are bagels. And then he, they brought some from the, the place she just made, San Holy mackerel. Hey, even without, just way better. Like, hey, way even better. without having grown up in Montreal, when I have a bagel over here, I just know it's not that yeah. special. Right? Well, I didn't know, but it was really a lot better. It's crazy. So when I first got there, one of the first places Ron took me was to go for coffee at Olympico. Shout out to Olympico. Mm-hmm. And to get bagels at St. Fiatur. Um, and you just pull it out of the bag and just literally rip it apart and bite it. And it steams. Oh. And it's they're incredible. They're soft in the inside, yeah. but they're crunchy enough on the outside. They're just unbelievable. The way that they do it, I think, is like you, you're supposed to just dip it in cream cheese as you eat it or with locks, But we don't, I don't do that. So Yeah, you tear it apart and then you just dip it in some cream cheese. Mm. And then- it's unbelievable. And the pickles are really good there, too. Like the, what is it, Moishas? They're, yes, Moishas. They make their brine in, like, Quebec well water or something, and they're really good. <laughs> really funky. <laughs> How about pizza? Is that a thing? Not really. I don't know if I had, I, like, I really like Napoli. I, I really like Spaco over here. 
Their Napoli style pizza is the same as here. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's nothing special. Okay. I would say probably if New Yorkers think they have better pizza, they're probably right. Yeah. 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 Hannah bought a new car. And when I went to pick up the car, the sales guy goes, um, he was good. Actually, he was great throughout the process, negotiations, everything. Very, very good. But then he started working me over on the review. And he basically said that if I don't give him 10 stars, he doesn't get his commission, which I think doesn't sound right. I thought maybe he wasn't being honest with me on that. Th- these reviews, they go to head office in, on, in uh, Toronto for Subaru Canada, right? And then I don't really know. Anyway, I, I actually gave him 10 stars, even though he laid that pressure on, because the whole experience was great, except for him kind of telling me that I needed to give him 10 stars. So A lot of pressure. Huh? It yeah, might well be that fair. way. He was claiming he gets zero if I give him nine stars. Doesn't sound right, you know. What are the other stars for? <laughs> well, I think that head office must, if head office is not doing their homework and realizing that every single car sold at this dealership gets 10 stars, that's on them. They got to figure it out. If, you know, I don't really, it's not my problem if their little star rating system doesn't work right. The rating thing is unfortunate because more like you're you're saying maybe employers are looking at that exclusively instead of like really reviewing someone's work performance because it's easier that's right that's right and there is a lot of value in the client or the customer and their experience honestly but that's the point like if it was me and i was hoping oh this person i hope they give me a 10 star if they give me a one star i'm gonna get fired then just do your best to provide good service and don't yeah. pollute the potential outcome by yeah, saying, well, please give me the, t-, you know, like I feel like that'd be too risky. The problem is but they you, probably all do it. But you should just have your boss reviewing your work, you know, like yeah. I get if you're a delivery driver, there's no one that's seeing what you're doing and you need the, the person that picked up their food from you to review your performance through the app because you're accountable to only yourself. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the boss sees numbers, they don't see interactions. Yeah, it's totally different. A lot of them, so. especially, yeah. I like this A&W that I pull up to the drive through and after they take your money, they ask you to pull ahead because there's a little camera that times the amount of time that the car is waiting yeah. for the food. Yeah. So they actually game that and they tell you what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, we get measured on that. So if you don't mind pulling it, yeah. <laughs> they all do that. All the drive-throughs, they have a timer, and if you're there for more than like what is it, like three minutes or something, they'll tell you to pull ahead. I've been at drive-throughs before where they just have you sit at the window because there's no one lined up. Right. But if yeah. there are other people, they want to keep it. Measured you know, you've that. told us that A and W story a couple of different times. I, always I, enjoy s- it. I suddenly <laughs> realized that the A and W North End does the same thing. Yeah, I think they, they probably all do it because once one does it, they start asking the other managers, you know, there yeah. are some that perform a lot better than you and the managers realize, oh yeah, that's what I got to do. It's really sad. I mean, your dad and I have talked about this for a long time because working in the corporate world where they do performance management and measurement and everything becomes about the measurements and no matter which measurement they choose, it gets polluted by people adapting to maximize that measurement while reducing some other really critical aspect of the service that is hard to measure. Yeah. The easily quantifiable and usually relatively unimportant stuff is what they end up measuring. Car dealer, like car salespeople are notorious for being awful to deal with, right? They're just kind of a thing, right? Yeah. This guy was great all the way through. And I, I actually found myself thinking, 
I think it's working. This whole thing about, I don't know what the reality is of when he loses his commission, but oh, I mean, there's nice people as well in general, but nice oh. people, nice people don't last as car salesmen. Oh, so you're saying he treated you well and the whole experience was good because that's right for him. It's all leading up to his on his knees plea. For yeah. Like during negotiations, rating. for example, there was none of that trying to belittle or you're insulting me or anything like that. Huh. Just everything was respectful. And the communications all the way through is when, when's this car going to arrive? Anytime I texted him, he'd reply right away. And all that kind of stuff was just great all the way. And he's really good about showing me the car and getting things done and explaining things all the while having to hustle like crazy because all the cars come in on a boat and they have to stagger mm. people in to come pick up their cars. Mm. So anyway, I thought he was great, but I wondered how much of that was because of the way they measure. Or maybe he's just a very effective salesperson to start with. Well, and it, it just intuitively, going back to whether he gets his whole commission or none, that's crazy. Like, he, there's no way he can get zero. You wouldn't continue to work at a place if you had to get 100% on every single test every single day. Oh, shout out to Jack He at Subaru Canada, by the way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and also Sherry in finance. You know, like when you buy a new car, there's a heavy up sales that happens at the end. Yeah. You know, you've done all your negotiations, you figure you're done, and then you have to sit down at the desk where they really hammer at you to buy extended warranties and basically tell you you're stupid when you insist on not buying the warranty. And uh, this Sherry, she's just like... Yeah, I heard you didn't want to buy the warranty. Okay. Everything there was just great. <laughs> Subaru Canada. Nice. <laughs> Jim, actually, Jim Pattison, North Shore Subaru. Oh. Yeah. Calling out a lot of businesses well, here first today. I, first <laughs> this afternoon, I have to accept that Montreal could actually be a decent place to be. And now you're going to ask me to accept that a Jimmy Pattison industry is a good experience? What's coming next? Are you gonna are you gonna validate Vladimir Putin after this? Is that no. what's gonna happen? I mean, now that I think about God. it, <laughs> some people just want to see the world burn, Dad. <laughs> so, Ronnie, have you even heard of Jimmy Patterson before? No, I have no idea. So he's well known locally as a super rich kind of business guy, and he I think he ran Expo eighty six was his oh Expo baby. Expo eighty six yeah that's right. Anyway, um, he was known for his sales guys. Whoever was the lowest sales each month got fired. Whoa. It was just very simple. And so now that I remember that, this makes sense. You get less than 10, no commission. Maybe it's true. And so you grow up learning that Jimmy Patterson is just an awful, merciless, baby-killing capitalist. He's very popular. And now we find out that Subaru, what is it? Jimmy Patterson, Subaru North Shore. <laughs> North Shore, all one word. I love how he just delivers when you ask him. You just push the button and he just delivers. It's great. We've come to the end of this episode. Thanks so much to our guests, Ron and Haley of Montreal. Lots of fun having you guys in here. The stuff we've learned about Montreal, I'm sorry to say, but I have to revise some of my opinions about Montreal to be better. So thanks for that. We hope you're going to stick. Say goodnight, boys. Good night, boys. Good night. Okay.